0: Judges 21, and the last verse, which is 21, I think it's 25, yeah, 21, 25. When you have it, say amen. Amen. This is how it reads. It says, in those days, Israel had no king, and everyone did as they saw fit. Some people like that. Amen. They like when there's no king. They like when, you know, that, that. when you want to be you don't want no one to tell you nothing what you're basically saying is you know what man I'm my own king. And this was the same thing that was going on with Israel at the time. In Ruth 1:1 1, 1, it says in those days when the the judges ruled there was a famine in the land so a man from Bethlehem in Judah together with his wife and two sons went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech. Or we could call him Eli for short. His wife's name was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Milan and Kilian. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem of Judah. And they went to Moab and lived there. Now Elimelech, let's continue reading. Elimelech, Naomi's husband died and she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women. One named Oprah and the other Ruth and after they had lived there about 10 years both Milan and Kilian also died and Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband we're almost done when Naomi Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people how many know God comes to the aid of his people by providing food for them she and her daughters in laws prepared to return home from there And with her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Let's pray. Lord God, I pray tonight that, Lord, that you would minister to me, that you would minister to each and every one of us, and that you would strengthen our faith, and that, Lord, that we would be able, my God, to embrace the trials that come our way, that we wouldn't run, That we wouldn't hide, but Lord God, that we would walk through them, my God, through your guidance, through your strength, through the power from on high. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now here in the book of Ruth, and also you see there at the end of Judges, it said that there was no king, amen. And when we're young, that's how, you know what, we want to be our own king. We don't want our parents telling us nothing. We don't want the teachers telling us nothing. We don't want the police telling us nothing. We don't want nobody. We don't want nobody telling us what to do. Why? Is because inside, we have that Moabite spirit, amen. That wants to be, you know what, without a king, amen. And they want to be the ruler of their own life, amen. And how many know that God will allow that? God allowed that for for uh, for even for His people. When they wanted to do their own thing, he said, "Okay, you want to you want to walk from out from under the covering? That's your choice." Amen. But I'm right here. God is always there for us. Amen. And here is a classic example of how most people handle problems or trials they tend to run into. Amen. From from them instead of facing them, that's how most of us are. Instead of facing our trials, we always you know, we tend to run away from our problems. And when we run away from our problems, what do we do? We create more problems, right? We're, matter of fact, most people in Victory Outreach, we're runners. We've always been runners. Huh? I, I remember when I, man, I used to come home and my wife would be mad at me because I, you know, for this reason or that, I used to just used to say, you know what, I'm out of here. And I, I remember just running down the stairs, jumping in my car, and, and I was off to the races. Amen, if you know what I'm talking about. Amen. I wouldn't come home for a few days, even a week, two weeks, and just, I'd just be gone. And I, sometimes I was, in, I was in some crack house in Oakland where I didn't know nobody, locked in a room. Amen. But I used to run. You used to run. Don't look at me like that. Don't look at me all holy. Huh? <laughs> You used to run too. And, and that's what we do though. We're, we're, we always want to run. See, there, there was a famine in the land here. And the uh, Elimelech, amen, he decided to, you know, he said, you know what, there's a famine here. And he looked at Moab and he said, you know what, it looks good over there. huh? I, maybe I can make something happen over there amen and, but you know what he ended up moving his family moving his wife his daughters uh, I mean his sons and, his, and, and he moved his sons got married in, the, in another land I mean to another people amen but you know he moved and, he, and what he didn't do was he didn't seek God amen you know I I know before me and my wife came back over here we probably could have came two years ago a year and a half ago, but you know what? I was just waiting to hear from God. I wanted to be right, amen. I wanted to make sure God spoke to me before I made a move. And so, one of the things there's there's three things that we usually do when trials come our way. Number one, we try to endure them, amen. We try to endure our trials. In other words, is that you know we're all he double hockey sticks. We'll be breaking loose. And you know what? We'll just like, because we, you know, we're built like that. We're built in the hood like that. You're built to just, you know what? Whatever, homie. Huh? <laughs> Whatever comes my way. We're, we know how to put our head down. You ever seen that picture? I seen it on Facebook of that bird. He's got his head down and the water's just coming. And he's just like, it's enduring the rain. And sometimes we, in trials, is that, you know what? We just put our head down. And we just let the rain hit us. And there's a season for that. There's times where you have to endure. But at the same time, there's times, like, I know when, when I was out there, I remember Pastor Robert telling me, he said, you know what, Manuel? He said, you're a good guy. He said, I like you. So we're praying for you. And, I believe, and he goes, we believe in you. And he goes, but you know what? He goes, and, and, and Pastor, Pastor Stefan told me this. He said, you need to answer the hard, told me, you need to answer the hard questions. He said, and you need to ask yourself. He's all, I can ask you. Other people can ask you. He's all, but you have to ask yourself. And you need to be honest with yourself and answer the questions. Amen. And so, but I remember him saying, he said, you know what you remind me of? He said, you remind me. That's a word he told me. He said, you know what? You remind me of a guy that's going through stuff. He said, but you just got your head down. And you're just enduring it he goes and it's commendable he said it's commendable but you know what he said God might be wanting to do something else with your life and he goes you need to seek God he said you need to look up you need to you know what pray and you need to hear from God so that you could find out what you need to do see some of you are going through trials right now it could either be with your marriage It could be with your finances. It could be with your family. And you know what? You don't know what to do. You don't know which way to turn. Some of you, you know what? There might be men in here hooked on pornography. There might be men in here hooked on different things. Women hooked on different things. And you don't know whether to look to the right or to the left. And you just got the head down. You want to get free. You want to get, you know, delivered. But you know what? You just got your head down. And you're just enduring. And we tend to do that. Trials come out, we just endure. Our marriage is gonna be all right. But I won't get no counsel. I won't ask for no help, you know. I won't pray about it. You know, we just, you know, we just endure. See, many times when we endure trials, it only leads to frustration. Frustration. See, and just enduring, when you endure too long, you'll begin to get frustrated. And you'll begin to, you know what, Get then after frustration, discouragement is set in. I went through all that, I man. I got frustrated. I got discouraged. And not only that, what happens after that, you have to be careful, is because even bitterness and distress will creep in. And what you'll do is, you know what, you'll do something on the, on the whim and, and that can make things worse. You can, you know what, do something that, you know what, that is out of your character. You can do something that, you know what, that God never wanted you to, to do or to go. And so you got to be careful, amen, to not just endure. Sometimes we got to endure things, but when we endure, we got to look up. And we gotta get, we got to pray and, and ask God to bring the victory, amen. The second thing we do is that most people try to escape trials. Right? They pull the old snaggle-puss, stage left. Huh? I'm out of here. Huh? Got a lot of snaggle-pusses in here. Huh? Stage left, I'm out of here. When when you know, when under the gun, Pastor Steve said what? Don't run. don't run. Huh? Don't run, stick it out. Huh? Don't run, don't pull a stage left. So a lot of people pull a stage left. In church, because because you know they start walking with God and God starts doing something new within their life, and then they start going through trials, right? And they said, "Man, uh, now this is—I never used to go through all this in the world. I never used to have these these problems." But you know, God lets trials come into our life for a reason and a purpose. So we're going to get to that in a minute. Amen. But we try to endure, and we try to escape. We escape. Try to escape by making excuses, right? We start making excuses, and we start using all these different things of what I can't, my family, my children, my kids, my finances, and we start using all kinds of excuses. We also blame others when we try to escape, right? Adam, it, and you know, when God came looking for him when he was in when he sinned, you know, he blamed his he blamed Eve. Right? Moses blamed the people, huh? Esau blamed Jacob. I mean all, all through the Bible, we see men of God blaming other people. Oftentimes we even blame the devil. We blame everybody, but how many of you know that we just need to look, it, it, most of the time it's, it's within us. It's within sight of us. See, most of the time the Lord is trying to increase your faith and my faith. And we need to understand that. See, in 1 Peter, Peter said that these have come, talking about trials, he said these have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even even though refined by fire, may be proven genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is, is revealed. See, the trials of our faith, they're of greater worth than gold. Uh, that's what the Bible says. The things that you go through, that, man, they're going to bring you out stronger. They're going to bring you out better. They're going to bring you out, you know what, with a new mentality. They're going to point you towards God. They're going to do something within your life that, you know what, if you were just comfortable, if you were just doing the same old, same old, you know you would have never, you know, broke through or broke free or rose to a new level because of the trial that you're able to endure. James said it this way. He said, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Huh? You're gonna get tested. You you know, it don't get any easier. (laughs) It does not get, I've been around for 21 years, and it does not, not get any easier. Amen? It gets better. Huh? I mean uh, the joy of the Lord I got more joy I got more peace but the trials they just they keep coming life is a trial come on it's good to see brother George over here huh yeah (laughs) you know my wife used to live right across the street right here and I used to those of you I, I grew up in Union City in Dakota and back in my time Dakota and A Street it was like mixing water and oil uh, and I remember one time I, was, I used to come over here I used to take Bart. I used to take bus I used to walk through streets around and they used to chase me and one time I was being chased by I don't know 10, 15 guys and who saved me? George because uh, he knew my wife because my wife and his sister were best friends and I had all these, these guys were, were after me. That's the grace of God back then. See, look, way back. I was probably like 15, 16, and I was running. I had 15 guys. Good thing I had speed. <laughs> that was, had to be the Holy Ghost because I was slow. But George, George stepped up and said, hey, 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 hey. No, 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 leave, leave him alone. You know what? He's cool, you know. And, ooh, George, thank you, brother. Uh, I don't know if I ever told you thank you but thank you brother that was a trial in itself see Job said it this way in Job twenty-three ten. he said but he knows the way that I take and when he has tested me I come forth as silver no it says gold it says gold <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about <laughs> it says gold I repent right now. Said you'll come forth as gold. I just, you know, I don't know, something happened and just transformed my mind. See, see the Lord, man, he brings trials because so, he wants to polish us up. He wants us to look good. He wants us to be strong. He wants us to be battle-tested. He wants us to be able to endure hardship, you know what, so that we can comfort others, so that we can encourage others, so so that people can see that we've been through things, and that, you know what, that if we can make it, they can make it. Amen? John 15, 2 says that he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more, what, fruitful. Amen? See, when you, the difference between cutting and pruning is cutting, man, you just, you cut off things that are dead. I was looking at, you know, what the difference between cutting and pruning is. And, and when you cut trees, like, they'll cut a if, a, if there's something dead on a tree, they'll cut it down anytime. I mean, any season, it doesn't matter. They'll just cut it because they don't want the rest of the tree to get infected. And they'll cut branches off and they'll, they'll just cut them. But pruning is done strategically,? Huh? It, 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 it's done so that you know what's done right at the right time. You, you prune at a certain season. You prune certain trees in the springtime, and, and you, you cut the, and see like right now, they're cutting trees down right now. I don't know if you notice or in your, in your city that the cities are cutting trees because the winter's coming. And things that are dead, they'll just fall. And they can harm other people. And see, God is that, you know, when we're going through trials, and we're able to endure, and we realize that, you know what, I don't need that branch no more, huh? That thing, that branch is slowing me down. That branch is too heavy, I don't need to carry that. I can do without it. And God says, you know what, I'm gonna cut that thing off, because you know what, I'm gonna prune you. And God, God will, you know prune you in other areas so that He'll make you more fruitful. Uh-huh. Because when you prune, when you prune roses and you prune trees and grapes and it's at, the, at the right time, they harvest even more. They grow even better. And so God, He'll cut off and He'll prune those things within our life that need to be done through trials. Through trials. We learned, you know what, through trials that, you know what, over the years I've learned that different things, that God began to grow me, God began to develop me because I learned I can do without that. I don't need that in my life anymore. I don't need to do that. I don't need to say that. He prunes us in every which way within our life. God is able to prune us and make us more fruitful. (coughs) The other thing that God does is sometimes he brings trials to enhance our ministry amen so that we can grow in our ministry because we get stagnant or we don't grow we don't you know um, we don't learn more but God will allow trials because trials will, will take us to our knees trials will you know what they'll, they'll get us in the good book uh, trials will get us to look up and trials will allow us will make us sometimes to go to somebody well, sometimes we don't like to talk to other people. We don't like to, you know what, tell them what's going on. But sometimes trials, you know what, will you know will cause us to, you know what, to go and get out of our comfort zone and start doing things that God wants to see us do. Some new things within our life. You know, like I was just talking to a brother about, hey man, you, you know, because um, my my transmission's slipping, and I told him, hey brother, it, it, he knows how to work on transmissions. I said, hey, you need to, you know what, pretty soon, hopefully you can work on fixing my transmission. And he was throwing, you know what, well, maybe it's this and maybe it's that. And, you know, I could try to fix it. But how many, you know that in two weeks or three weeks, man, all the parts will still be sitting over there on the floor, taking taking apart, wouldn't know how to put it back together, you know? Like, I I fix Selena's cars a lot. I do her brakes and these other things, and then she goes, she goes, now I'm taking it to this. I'm taking it to the service this time. I said, I said come on, I can fix that. I can. No, you know, I can fix some things. I can do some things. But she cracks me up. She was like, no, I'm taking it to the service. So I'm taking it to the shop. I go, I'll do it for half the price they do it. <laughs> but through trials, we learn. We learn to go to the people that we need to go to. And the first person we need to go to is God. Amen. We need to take it to God or take it to your leader. Talk to your wife about it. Uh, Talk to your kids. Whatever you got to do. Talk to somebody that is learned in the area that you're going through. That's why we're here. Amen. Sometimes the Lord brings trials to bring forth righteousness. Because he's trying to, you know what, he, he wants to make us more like him. huh? He wants to sharpen our minds. He wants to sharpen our hearts. He wants to sharpen our faith. You know, I don't know if, if any of you listen to 95.7 The Game, and one of the uh, one of the um, what do you call it? A uh, uh, speakers on, as one of the shows. His name's Damon Bruce. At the end of his show, he always says says this, and I, I'm like, wow. He, he says he says sports don't build character; it reveals it. Huh? And that's what ministry does. Ministry don't really build our character, but it reveals where we're at. And we find out where we're at, and then we can go to God, and we can build our, our character. But tri- that's what trials do. Trials, you know what? Trials come our way, and you know what? It reveals our character on how we act. But how do we know we can improve our character? Through God, through the Holy Spirit, through the Word of God, through prayer, through encouragement, through counsel, through all these different things, is that we can get better. Uh Huh? We can get better. See, trials cause us to look inwardly. They should, at least. When you're really going through something, you gotta take a good look inside. You gotta take a good look at yourself. You need to ask yourself these questions. Number one is, am I I where I'm supposed to be? Uh Huh? Am I where I'm supposed to be? Ask your neighbor: Are you where you're supposed to be? They might not tell you the truth. Ask yourself. Ask yourself and be real with yourself. Am I where? Am I at where I'm supposed to be? The second thing is: Am I doing what I'm supposed to do? See, some of you got a gifting. Some of you got talent. Some of you got gifts and different things, but are you using them? Are you using them for God's honor and glory? Uh, Are you you allowing God to to use and work through you to work with people, to touch people, to be a light within your life? Are you doing that? Are are you doing what you're supposed to do? I know I'm not not all the way at where I'm supposed to be, but I'm on the way, amen? Amen. I'm on the way, man. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm excited what God is doing in my life. And you know what? We're not, you know, we're, 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 we're getting back in it. We're getting back in the ring. And, but you know what? God's not, you know, I thank God that he brought us here once again. I want to be here for pastor and his family and his church. And we want to help out. We want to come alongside all of you because God is going to build a great church. God is going to build a powerful church. And you know what? We need to raise up great men and women of God. But are you doing your part? Huh? See, a lot of times, we're looking outwardly. We're looking at everything else except for inside. See, and that will distract us because that will, you know, we, we got to look inside So, so that because God is within us. God is inside of us, and we got to tap into God because we got to walk by faith and not by sight. Huh? Don't look around. Don't look around. Don't look what's going on. It might not look good right now. It might not look too promising. Your bills might not look. You know, they don't match up. Uh, Probably for four years. The last four years. I don't know how we. God got us through it, man. You know, God got us through some heavy times. But but you know what? We just relied on God. We you know what? We called on the name of the Lord. And, you know, we have to learn how to look inside because God is our strength. God is our shield and our strength. The third thing is, are you on the right course? How many of you God called you? Now, wait wait a minute. Let me rephrase that. How many of you God called you? Lift your hand. Okay. What did he call you for? See, because you know, I mean, God called you for, he he spoke to you and he put a nugget, he put something inside you, whatever it may be. You see see yourself up here, you see yourself singing, you see yourself maybe running the home or a woman's home or you know what, going to another country like Sister Dana and Brother Will, Pastor Will. God, you know what, God placed it in your heart, but are you pursuing it? Are, Are you praying every day? Are you getting into your word? Are are you going to Vetti? Are you going to the fresh uh, fresh start? Right? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Right? That's what it's called. Are you going to fresh start? Are you starting to? Are you on course? Huh? Are you starting to? You know what? To 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 prepare yourself for it. Are you getting ready? You know what? Are are, are you reading? Are you taking time out? You know, to, to get on course, to get ready, to go out, to get ready to, you know what, take a city, to get ready to, you know what, to, to be a missionary, to get ready to run that woman's home. We need a woman's home. Huh? Two people? All right. I said we need a woman's home. Amen. And but are you on course? You got to stay on course. See the devil is going to come and he's going to bring trials he's going to try to get you off course. He's going to try to stop you from doing what God has called you to do. And it's not, e- it's not easy staying on course, but you got to do it, huh? You got to do it. You gotta do it because God, through the fire, through the trials, you're gonna come out gold. You're gonna come out, you know, powerful, you're gonna come out stronger. You're gonna you're gonna come out, man, you know what, excited. You're gonna you're gonna find yourself in God's perfect will, doing what God calls you to do. Some of you, you you know what, you should be doing something, you should be doing more. But you know what you wanna, you wanna you wanna chill. Huh? See, in Psalms 119. In verse 67, the Bible says that before I was afflicted, I went astray. It says, but now I obey your word. That's what trials does. Huh? You might, you know what, before you, you, know, you might be in, in affliction right now. You might be getting afflicted by this and by that. And you might, you know what, go astray once in a while. You might, you're going to find yourself veering off course. But you know what? God will allow that to come into your life so that you can obey his word, huh? So you can look up, so you can allow God to do that work within your life. The third thing, so you can endure, you can run, you can't hide, and you can also embrace trials, amen? That's what God taught me. God taught me to embrace trials, huh? When, when I'm going through trials, I know that God is, is, is working in my life. God is doing something. God is not allowing me to stay the same. God is not allowing me to you know, to veer too far, far off course. That's why God brings the trials to your life. That's why in Romans 8, it says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Amen. See, trials will always come our way. You can run. You could endure. And keep going through the same, you know, same thing over and over. Same, you know, hardship. The same, you know what, sin. Or the same, you know, setbacks. Keep coming over and over. Or you could embrace them, amen, with the Lord. Uh-huh. When you learn to embrace your trials... You 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 learn you embrace your trials by embracing the Lord. Uh-huh. When you embrace God, and, and when you're going through the trial, and you're worshiping God, and you you know what, even through the trial, when you're worshiping God, and you know what, you're still giving, you're still being faithful, you're still coming to church, you're still you know what, and no matter what's coming your way, and you you know you continue to worship God. You embrace your trial. And you'll be able to endure anything that comes your way. See, your pastors and his wife—they endure many trials. They go through. I mean, you guys go through trials. Daryl knows. I mean, there's Daryl pastored a church for uh, how many years? Yeah. And me and my wife were out there for ten years, and we know what it's like. They go through trials they go through man all kinds of different things come their way but they know how to endure we got to pray for them amen we got to keep them in our prayers we got to so that they you know that they're on course and that they're doing what God has called them to do and they're doing it but they go through trials and because God is building them too and God has called you and me also so that we can learn to endure the difficulties of life. See, Elimelech, he compromised his spiritual life for greener pastures. Amen. And and you know, he looked over at Moab and he said, man, you know what? I can go over there and I can work it out probably over there. And he didn't seek counsel. There was no king in the land. There was no, you know what? Israel and Judah at this time we're, we're going through a difficult time they were in chaos and so you know what these men man instead of you know what holding on to the things of God they you know what they, they made their own move right how many know we make our own move sometimes and then we blame everybody else right it was his fault it was that leader it was, it was you know this, this brother this sister See, Elimelech left Bethlehem, the house of bread, for Moab. Amen? Amen? And sometimes we leave the house of the Lord for Moab because we think it's going to be better over here or better over there. What they did is they left the place of praise to go to a place that was hard and cold. And while sacrificing the very things that they love, like family, their God, and their children. See, something we gotta be careful because if you walk away from the house of God, if you lean on your own understanding, you jeopardize your calling, you jeopardize your family, you jeopardize your children. And that's what's kept me all these years. Because I know, you know what? I've seen people come and go. And I thank God that you know what that God taught me to just, to be able to embrace the trials because, man, all my kids are here tonight, huh? Th- man, if there's nothing more exciting that, that fills my heart is to know that, you know what? I mean, I, I, I went through trials and, I, and I, I tried to endure them and, and I got discouraged and I even started getting bitter and you know what, I wanted to throw in the towel and say, you know what, forget it, man, forget these people. And the, God would speak to me in prayer. And he would say, no, you know what? It, it, it's not them. He's I'm dealing with you. He would, God would tell me. And I would just, you know, man, what could I say? <laughs> I would hear God speak to me, man. I would hear God, you know, deal with me. And God says, you know what? I, you know what? I want to do something new in your life. I got work to do in your life. And so I understood, you know what, man? I'm not going to give it all. I, I came too far. I came. I've been here too long to give to give up what God has done within my life. See, when you leave the place of praise, or the house of miracles, or the house of prayer, is our adoration can be replaced by complaining? Huh? We start to complain. Our worship will be replaced by worry because we'll no longer be walking in faith but we'll be worrying. We'll be a worrier instead of a warrior. Our dedication will be replaced by indifference and our commitment will be replaced by comfort. We just want to sit around and do whatever. No, we got a purpose. God's got a purpose in your life. God has a purpose in my life. God wants to do something great. God wants to send you to the four corners of the world. God, God wants to do, do something great. He wants to blow your mind. He wants to give you the boom. Huh? I don't know if you guys heard that one. But God brings the boom. He brought the boom last night. in Rancho, He wants to bring the boom into your life. Our steadfastness is replaced by laziness. And we just become comfortable and we, we, you know, we regress to that person that we used to be. But if you're going through trials tonight, you can best believe that it's because God loves you. God's allowing things to come into your life because there's something that he wants to deal with. There's something that he wants you to work on. There's something that he's trying to get out of you. There's something that, you know what, that he's trying to show you. There's something that he's trying to build you. But you gotta see it. You gotta pray to God. Go ahead and stand with me tonight. Praise the Lord. Am I the only one going through trials tonight? Are you just enduring? we get the worship team could come up. Did they leave? (laughs) No. (laughs) Praise God. Amen. See, Elimelech was looking for happiness and not joy. See, a lot of times we we pursue happiness instead of the joy of the Lord. See, the joy of the Lord is our Strength. strength. Huh? A lot of times we want to we want to be happy. We want to please ourselves, but no, God God wants us to have the joy, and the peace that surpasses all understanding, and it's found when we embrace the trials, because when we come out, we come out gold. We come out renewed. We come out stronger. We see that, you know what? God brought us across the river. Uh God brought us to a new level. God brought us to a new place. Hallelujah. You see, happiness is based on outward circumstances. Uh And what we can see... And that's why, you know what, if things ain't going right or they don't look right, we're not happy. Because it's something that's done on the outside. But joy, huh? but joy, amen, it's on the inside. And it comes from God. And no one can take it away from you. Nothing can take it away from you. You can have joy, the three men they had joy in the fiery furnace Paul he had joy in the jailhouse Joseph he had joy in the pit because they knew who their God was and they knew that God had them see God you're going through it because God is doing something he's not going to leave you to say he loves us God wouldn't be God if he wasn't going to mold and shape us. See, sometimes he has to put us back on the potter's wheel and he has to break us huh? so that he can reshape us again. Praise Lord. Bow your heads with me. Hallelujah. Tonight I want to open the altars for each and every person that You say, you know what, Pastor, I'm going through the fire. I'm going through trials right now, physically, spiritually. It could be mentally. It could be financially. But I want to let you know tonight that God is doing something. God is working in you. And you're going to come out gold as you continue to embrace where God has you. As you continue to embrace what God wants to do in your life. As you continue to press on towards the mark, towards your call, as you stay on course. So you're going to come out a better person, with more faith, with more joy. And you're going to learn that God is doing something on the inside. Come on, the altar's open. If you want to come to the altar...